broadcast without the eagle scream. storm consuming all of your airspace which is your world glory I bless your worlds your airspaces with the spirit of righteousness <laughs> Wow I just saw Jesus talking to the Israelites in his ministry on earth in a vision right now. And he was teaching them about his what? Righteous Father. Well, we gotta be vision led if we're gonna get fed. In the moment, in the Rhema. Righteous Father. Ezekiel 18.10 Jesus Now suppose this righteous man has a violent son. The son is a killer and does wicked things that the righteous father has never done. He worships other gods, feasting at the heathen shrines atop mountains he defiles his neighbor's wife <laughs> let that be a word of prophecy for the sons of God because that's about where you're at now we'll get into Luke 117 awfully quiet in there I was looking for something positive well, it's a two-edged sword. You get the one edge of judgment and cleansing first, which you need more than the other. Everyone wants to get blessed, but they don't want to get circumcised. They don't like to be judged because they don't want to be exposed. Well, you can never grow in Christ. Forget Christianity. It's not for you. Christianity is constantly exposing the part of you that's not God for more of God to grow and have no part of you all of you Holy Spirit none of me right well that's true hallelujah Luke 117 in the passion translation woo woo he will go before the Lord as a forerunner with the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet he will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness 
back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom check this out back to the wisdom of righteousness the wisdom of the righteous fathers Woo. it's been the cry of this generation restore the ancient paths what are the ancient paths Job Enoch Ezekiel Noah everyone that really really went high in the spirit and completely transfigured civilization <laughs> Abraham Isaac and Jacob and the 12 sons of Jacob the 12 tribes these are your righteous fathers this is your generations your 14 plus 14 plus 14 of the gospel of Luke's genealogies which is the evergreens of the tree of life that you're being engrafted into right now and it's a cosmic tree of life and the more cosmic you get in the cosmic tree of life the more fruitfulness will come forth and the Bible teaches that the fruit of the tree of life will be a thousandfold monthly which means it's beyond hundredfold it's Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11 and I will bless you a thousand times more than this according to the Word of God what's the thousandfold it's God the Father the Father in righteousness the righteous Father himself is the thousandfold above the Son what's the thousandfold under the Son I believe it's the Lamb of God to get you into the Son to mature you in the seven spirits of God under the Son what happens when you mature in the seven spirits of God God's sevenfold Holy Spirit completely destroying all idolatry which is immorality out of the seven interior castles of all your souls so you look inside your soul all you see is seven torches blazing on a sea of glass your heart's got to be crystal clear and sparkling and the sparks come up and shoot fire into your brain your brain becomes a white moon your heart becomes a son of righteousness and your spirit like seven torches burning it's his spirit before his throne in revelations 4 and 5 now he's first born amongst many exactly like him which means when your spirit transfigures your heart and your spirit transfigures your mind and your spirit transfigures your bones and marrow to be different as you go from glory to glory you change metamorphosis how much up to a thousandfold monthly of the seven spirits of God thousandfold monthly of the Lamb of God and a thousandfold monthly of your righteous father so there's a 30-fold 60-fold 100-fold and a thousand-fold we want the thousand-fold I want the heart of hearts I want my heart to be the fiery coals of God the Father's heart with no difference every coal whatever price needs to be paid through this vessel whatever needs to be learned and practiced whatever needs to be spoken and done and acted upon in the righteous acts of God the Father we've signed up for it and I'm signing all of you up for it too just because you're listening tonight thank you <laughs> thank you come again 
it's gonna be good once you hear about the absolute perfection everything less will be just disappointing anyhow some people if they love the world or they love a certain idol or they just can't get over some sin by their love for that thing whether it be a man a woman a child a parent a relative a person some soul some idolatrous soul or it be money a lot of times it's money just working for money or anything a lot of lust a lot of idolatry any idol guys in the tent any idol whether it be big idol or a tiny idol you can't have any idols in your tent you got to get cleansed you got to get purged I'm telling you the purging and the cleansing is so deep it is so thorough it's in the spirit soul mind and body constantly I mean refined in fire into seven times is not seven times it's seven times 70 million trillion gazillion quadrillion times this refinement is fire himself expanding in you until you look like Jesus in Acts chapter 9 in the same ability you know it's better than Superman if you read the Bible there's someone in the Bible demonstrating powers greater than all the Marvel superheroes combined yeah you don't even have to exaggerate just read Acts chapter 9 it's Jesus a normal son of God the firstborn amongst many just like him if we begin to practice righteousness we begin to practice the healing of the luminaries if we begin to practice the names of the Sun and the names of the moon and don't don't lose me there because those names are from God the Father <laughs> God has given the luminaries names and that's written in Psalms that's written in Job that's written all over the Bible if you read it properly but in Enoch it mentions all the names of the Sun and all the names of the moon and it's not for some conjuring it's not for some selfishness it's for the healing of the luminaries to go back into divine order inside man's spirit inside woman's spirit inside the spirit of man and woman Adam and Eve and you are Adam and Eve listening to me today because you're men and women so when your spirit gets the names of the suns and the names of the moons passing through your heart of hearts in your angel in your spirit in your born-again new creature in Christ nature and you begin to shine like the Sun in the kingdom of your father as it's written instead of just dull as the dust of the earth in the kingdom of your false father and a religious demon which is mostly what we're dealing with down here and a lot of mixture in between it's not all or nothing it's mixture there's people down here walking in some sauce I was watching Joshua Mills today onyx gemstones clear diamonds oil coming out of hands I'm into all that stuff I love Joshua Mills I love signs and wonders I celebrate every ministry that has real kingdom signs and wonders in Jesus name it is so awesome what does the Bible say we are for signs and wonders in Israel I want all the sons and daughters of God to have signs and wonders every day thank God that there's men and women out there that don't care what anyone thinks look at a bunch of black stones like Mecca that fell from heaven they fell from heaven when their hands were raised from heaven these were black rocks that fell from heaven but not Satan's holy angels innocent powerful beings of light 
that do not deceive, that help you inherit salvation. We got so much of the fear and paranoia stuff from religious spirits that when you say angels of light, you're just like, oh, the devil. Well, two out of three, the Bible teaches, is not going to be a devil. One out of three will be a devil. That's what scripture says. But 66.6% of the time, guys, it's going to be heaven. It's going to be awesome. Goodness, glory, purity. Here's the main characteristic of these holy angels. They're innocent like little children. They're more innocent than virgins. Because a virgin has corrupted DNA and is full of selfishness and still has to be born again. Truth in you. A eunuch isn't pure. A virgin isn't pure. You need to get born again and stay pure in the seven spirits of God, your purity. I mean, God's purity is not by might, nor by power, nor by some kind of defense on your internet, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. You need actual purity of God, the person of purity, possessing your person and personifying his purity. You're only pure to the measure that Jesus is possessing you and controlling your personality. So when I deal with all this junk that's just human opinions about all this crap in the earth, it just exposes how little people are possessed by the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul says in Scripture, and he's not angry at you, he loves you, so therefore he tells you the truth. Come on now. Apostle Paul says, I don't want to know anything about you except Christ and Him crucified to death. Which means we need you people to have crosses as bosses. Crosses as bosses. The cross of Calvary crucifying your spirit. Because there's a spirit of a man and there's a spirit of a righteous man, which is not man's spirit. Man's spirit is image-bearing of animals. Truth in hell. How do you bear the image of an animal and be a man? Romans chapter 1. How do you bear the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles? Don't think good birds. Don't think flamingos now. Think evil, horrible, nasty birds. Like uh, something out of a Stephen King movie or something. Think horror films. The birds. Foul, detestable dripping in poison, harpies, gargoyles. This is real birds now. Let's get, oh man, let's talk about demonology like Enoch tonight. One third of the birds in the air are so disgusting and, and foul, you can't even imagine how evil they are. That's why they're so easily able to manipulate human souls, because human souls can't even begin to comprehend how evil the fallen angel birds are. Or even how detestable they look. How horrible they look. Like snakes with wings, but they don't look like snakes. It's worse than that. They look like disembodied angels that have been deep fried in sewage water and boiled in acid with skins hanging off, horns. I mean, half of their horns are gross and demented. They can shapeshift into stuff beautiful, but in their true form, they are detestable and it's hard to look at them. But in the prophetic, you will be forced to look at them. You need to. Right inside your own heart. Get it out. You, you really take a good look out of them when you go in number two in the toilet. 
That's a prophetic word for someone out there. When you move your bowels in compassion and get the unrighteousness out of your bowels, that black earth that stains a toilet bowl black. You know, it's supposed to be nice porcelain white. What happened? The Satan's. Satan's tacos. Satan's donuts. Satan's coffee. Mm, getting real now, stepping on toes. All kinds of stuff get cleansed out of you in a natural realm. Especially when you start to get blasted with the names of the sun and the moon through your angel, through the ephod of your spirit. Your spirit grow up. I believe once your spirit comes to a certain age, I don't think this age is as high as you think it is. I think this age is pretty low. I think it's 12. I believe when your angel, your spirit man, your heart, and your heart of hearts is developed into a certain level of maturity, God puts an ephod on you as a young spirit, as a young son and daughter of the righteous father. And your spirit begins to blaze with the onyx, with the emerald, with the diamond, with the carbuncle, with the ruby, with the sapphire, with all the gems of heaven. And there's more than those 12. Don't just limit it to those 12. It's literally all the heavenlies. Those 12 symbolize all the heavenlies. There's more than 12. Every gemstone, what does the Bible say? Believer's rewards is silver, gold, and gemstone. And we think, oh yay, gemstones like the De Beers. There'll be some of that, but that's not really the rewards of righteousness. You'll have some of that. You can go into Job. You can go to Abraham wealth if you get into righteousness. But that that's not what God considers wealth. What the Father considers wealth is your spirit like Him <laughs> that can just create and do everything perfectly and you just walk on streets of gold because you're the best at everything because your spirit's trained in such excellence. Do you understand that? That's how it works in heaven in reality. Why God's value systems are so different than ours because it's all based on angelic ability. Truth anyhow, it's not based on just the realm of the natural. It's, it's based on your spirit devouring the realm of the natural, changing the realm of the natural, and the angel, your spirit man, built up to the place where God the Father's ability is starting to shine through your temple down on earth. Because your spirit's doing stuff in the heavenlies, your spirit's getting trained in the third heaven. It's not like just the prophets getting raptured like Cat Kerr into the third heaven going into Christmas land. God bless her. I might go into Christmas land tonight. Smoke some Christmas trees. Just to get kicked out of the meeting in Jesus' name. We force a little persecution on ourselves once in a while. You can do that in righteousness. Uh, uh, uh. Be well behaved so you can help them, Brendan. Don't piss them off with your freedom. Don't allow your freedom to be a stumbling block. I'm still learning, Father. Have mercy on me. One of my weak points, that's for sure. Because I just hate bondage so much that I just go completely crazy in freedom and everyone stumbles and judges God the devil and gets cursed and dies of cancer. So you got to cut back and not kill the sheep with your glorious freedom. There's a wisdom that we haven't walked in in the early stages of drunken glory. Remember, I came out of 
Pentecostalism, Assemblies of God. It came out of really extreme, like David Hogan-style Pentecostal revival in um, Bible College and Minnesota Teen Challenge. And it was very, very, very fiery Pentecostal, miracle signs and wonders and all the prophetic giftings. So when I got introduced into really, really high-level glory stuff in 2008, open visions and just completely blasted in glory realms, really got introduced and promoted from Pentecostalism and the and Charismania into the glory stream. And that's exactly what happened to me. And John Crowder introduced me to the glory stream in 2008, and I got freaking whacked in the glory for 10 years, drunk out of my mind, and it's still just like a total whiteout. I'll have glimpses during that 10-year period, but from 2008 to 2018, it was like just a total whiteout, where I was really, 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 really messed up on the glory and the glory was just purifying me beyond my wildest imagination for a decade from 2008 to 2018 it was just a total whiteout and a lot of sanctification a lot of purification there was nothing good in any of us so that's what the glory really exposes that's why people want kind of an external glory so they don't have to get their heart exposed that ain't what the glory's for the glory is for the total annihilation of the heart I had a 10-year sanctification period of the baptism of God's glory from 2008 to 2018. And when I was using the glory to just annihilate my soul, because that's what it's for, for a higher sanctification, for more of Father God to possess the temple, which is the purpose of the baptism of glory, not just to be drunk and not just to feel good. Those are just minor side effects of letting the Father take over your body. I'm not, I don't seek drunkenness. I seek the Father, and when the Father builds himself up in me by me making room through sanctification, it feels so good. It's called angelic ecstasy. So I always feel ec ecstasy. Always. Why? Because the Father lives in that dimension. But if it becomes just about how I feel and it's not about the Father, it is sin. And that's when people just stay immature, they never grow, they gotta feel a certain way, they gotta look a certain way. None of that matters in the glory. You need a, a deeper baptism of glory. It doesn't matter your manifestations. It doesn't matter any of that junk. What matters is making the Father, the righteous Father, your God. Thank you, Father. No idols. Seriously, no idols. No seeking of pleasure. False hedonism will still seek angelic ecstasy, but the Bible says even if we have angelic ecstasy but not the Father who's love, it's a resounding symbol and a clanging gong. 1 Corinthians 13, it is written. You realize people in Corinthians, were, they were seeking ecstasies. Does that sound like drunken glory movement? Yeah, because everyone goes through immaturity. And we're going to mature from seeking ecstasies to seeking our ecstatic Father so we're always in ecstasy. So we're consistent in practicing righteousness. We're consistent in wisdom. We make it not about manifestations, not about appearances. You got to look a certain way. You got to be a drunken slob. You got to be tranced out on the couch. You got to be drooling down on your napkin. Listen, if you have the same manifestations year after year, you're not growing. I remember Charlie Robinson was at his meeting back in like 2019. He says, if you're not having different manifestations through your temple every season, 
and we do. I still got the holy stuff going on. That's been going on for 15 years. But if you're not getting new manifestations through your temple, and it's the same manifestations of your spirit, your spirit's not growing. <laughs> so he says, I have to rebuke people all the time. For five years, they just do the same manifestation. Dude, you're in the same realm. That's why you manifest the same thing. I need to put you over into a lightning realm. I need to put you over into a fear of the Lord realm. I need to put you over into a thunder realm. I need to put you in all these different places in God. In my Father's house are many realms. It is written. In my Father's house, there's all kinds of expressions of the Father's nature. If you're just focusing on one, you're lopsided. And it gets really, really, really dumb really quick. And then we start to fight wisdom, and it's like, this is my realm. Like, I am only a wine cellar angel. No, you're not. You're a son that's getting fathered into all of heaven. And you can take your cup with you into all of heaven. It's the cup of the new covenant. Don't leave your cup in the wine cellar. Take it with you, and you'll drink from each realm of the glory. We're drinking from new realms. We're drinking from higher realms. Learn how to drink in different places out of your comfort zones. There's a maturity in the drinking. He saves the best wine for last because it's always higher, wider, deeper than your brain can imagine. If your brain gets used to something, it's defiled and becomes yesterday's maggoty manna. If your brain becomes complacent in manifestations, I've watched people since the Toronto blessing have been around crazy drunks for a long, long time. The wildest of the wild of the charismatic church and the glory stream. We know them. We're around them. We're part of them. That's our tribe. But I've seen people for 15 years living in trailer parks, living off of government's food stamps, and they're just still drunk. And there's, they just live like slobs. They can barely pay to have their car fixed. <laughs> there's no excellence there's no fruit because they got stuck on a manifestation they got stuck in their brain of what God and success has to look a certain way and they never break through that's why I have to punish and disciple so many people in the RLF love drunks group and our leadership group because you actually want to grow in God. I have to discipline you when you're staying in the wrong realms because you'll destroy yourself and everyone around you and the demons will latch on to you because your brain now has defiled that holy realm because now it's a, it's a mental thing in your head. It's a stronghold. Manifestations become strongholds. What the angels introduce, if, if the brain can wrap itself around it, in charismatic activity gets turned into iniquity people not my opinion jesus christ depart from me workers of iniquity who did signs wonders miracles healed the sick drove out demons because why your brain got control of the gifting and was using it not in the spirit in the flesh that's how charismatic glory people go to hell people not heaven eternal damnation with the fallen angels and that's the truth anyhow jesus said it depart from me you wicked servant into weeping and gnashing of teeth just for a time the outer court and then i go to heaven because i read rick joiner's book no jesus christ said forever forever depart from me you worker of iniquity into hell 
forever. But, but I did all the stuff. I did all the meetings. I did all the healings. You can't emphasize this stuff enough right now because this is where a lot of the charismatic church is at. Their brain is in control of the giftings. That is the beast blasphemy level 9000. If the spirit of God is not in control of the gifting, you have zero rewards for speaking in tongues. Zero rewards for interpretation of tongues. Zero rewards for healings. Zero rewards for healings. Hear me now, because it's true. It's written in the Word. You have zero rewards for words of knowledge. You have zero rewards for words of wisdom. You have zero rewards for any of the gifts of the Spirit. Because the Spirit's not using the gifts. Therefore, they're not gifts of the Spirit anymore. If the soul can use them, and they're not controlled in the realm of faith, which is staying like a child, innocent, walking by faith, not by sight, and it's not just the soul just manipulating it or using it, even if the attentions are good. This is where it's high-level deception of the tree of Pan, who is a covering black cherubim of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, white and black magic. This is the angels of light that deceive level revelation here now. If this realm of white magic, of the covering cherubim, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that fell from heaven, there's a black cherubim, a white cherubim, it's a pale white. It's like a Molech owl. And it's like a pan-breasted he-goat. These are the highest-ranking demons, like former eight-winged cherubim of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that are now covering the black tree of knowledge that your parents ate from and died, and then we eat from it too because we're born in the flesh, and our flesh isn't consumed by the tree of life yet, so we're learning how to be more and more separate from pan and molex tree. Pan is over all the pride of the Satans and all the pride of the nations. Molech is over all the lust of the Satans and over all the lust in the nations. True than That whole realm of the kingdom of hell, for what it is, has to be removed out of your spirit, soul, mind, and body constantly. The highest level deception is operating in the gifts out of pan. That's why Jesus said, Depart from me, worker of iniquity. Worker of iniquity is worker of demons. They thought they were working with angels, but since it was carnal, beast, 666, unrenewed mind, their soul was in charge instead of the seven spirits of God in charge. Their consciousness was in charge using the gifts instead of the consciousness of Christ where you're just in a total whiteout and you're just seeing him through you, the Father in you, doing the works, which is what Jesus Christ walked in as a real normal Christian. Normal Christians allow the Father, the righteousness of the Father, to do the works through them. Wicked Christians allow themselves to do the works. So a wicked Christian or a false brethren is still engrafted into the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they defend their father, the devil, whom they think is God. When Jesus corrected the Israelites, what did he say? Your father is not my father but your father is the devil. And they picked up stones to murder him. Now we know that you have a demon. Our father is Abraham. If Abraham were your father, you would love me, for Abraham saw me. You are not yet 70 years old, and you've seen Abraham. Before Abraham was, I am. And he walked right through the midst of him, demonstrated angelic power, angelic authority. 
Where it's like, I'm, I'm not making this stuff up, guys. It's not for my personal gain, like the fake Pharisee ministry that you're used to, where it's just for their souls, just to benefit their house, like, whatever. This is for the house of God. This is normal Christianity. This is about the Father's name. Everywhere Jesus went around, if people were around that had doubt what happened, it thundered, and God the Father would be like, this is my son. Listen to him. Why? Because Jesus didn't do ministry for his house. For his soul. He didn't do it for Mary. He didn't do it for Joseph. He didn't do it for Nazareth. He didn't even do it for the earth. He did it for heaven. He did it for his father's throne. What are you doing? Are you working for heaven or earth? Are you working for yourself or for heaven or God's throne? This is what actual righteousness is all about. That your whole life is for building God's name and God's house. Therefore, you get engrafted into the 14 plus 14 plus 14 generations of the Gospel of Luke's tree of life. And you become the brothers and sisters of Jesus if your entire being, spirit, soul, mind, and body are lived for God's house. You know, that's what I do. I just serve in God's house. People think this is your house, the crack house. It's not. It's the house of God. That's why anyone that does anything to me, they've done it to God the Father himself. Because I don't ever do anything for me. Not one decision since I've been born again has been for me. Not one. Not one that's moved forward. There's been a lot forgiven. Not that I've been perfect, but I keep going forward, which is called constant repentance, constant growing. And you can only grow in Christ through repentance because repentance means rising. Repent house. Go into the high house. Go into God the Father. Get out of the hell house and go into the high house. Get out of whatever house you've been serving in and start serving in a different mindset. Not just in the physical realm like, oh, I'm stuck in this house. You're, you're in a body, first of all. So you're in that flesh. That's your house. So be faithful in that house first. And then the house you're in outside your body will get glorified. And then the house outside your house, which is your city, be glorified. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the outer ends of the earth it is written but if you're not faithful in Jerusalem inside the body just forget Judea because you haven't even done anything in this house this house is still a total screwed up mess still self-conscious you know maybe self-hatred maybe full of lust maybe full of pride full of idolatry all kinds of opinions arguments and debates of stubbornness and strongholds in your thinking patterns this temple isn't even consecrated to the Lord so first and foremost where most of you people are at right now is basic sanctification of Jerusalem, which is your house, of your flesh, your bodies, are the temples of the Holy Ghost. Who's in you? Well, we're about to find out. Molech and Pan. I'm not full of Molech and Pan. I love Joel's bar. Loose. Thank you, Jesus. Deliver us from evil that we can't see until our eyes are like seven torches burning through our heads. I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out in all the earth. Revelation 5, 6. When your eyes are your angel eyes, your angel has the seven spirits of God for vision. Doesn't mean it's all googly-eyed with some kind of dumb drawing that people do with a sheep with seven eyes. You can just throw that in the lake of fire that's not what it's about at all it's about your spirit being able to see and your flesh being consumed with the false vision of the knowledge of good and evil 
looking at the wrong tree in the garden. Right? The curse of the fall was caused in the Garden of Eden by what? Their eyes looking into darkness that appeared to be light. And so that's the ability of the flesh. It has the appearance of good. Doing the works in the flesh has the appearance of good, but it's the works of darkness. Unless the Father of lights, the righteous Father, does the works, Jesus Christ said, you're laboring in vain. It was Jesus Christ speaking wisdom through the rebellious son of David, Solomon. And we need wisdom greater than Solomon, because Solomon's wisdom is nothing but sorcery. Solomon's wisdom today, if that's where your cap is, you're full of sexual morality. You're full of demons. You're full of lust. You're a mess. If you're interpreting Song of Solomon through Solomon and not through Jesus Christ as a virgin lamb, through righteousness and through the cross, crucifying all your perversions, all your little romanticisms, all your little crushes and all the little flirtatious stuff in you, if you're not letting the cross annihilate that stuff in you to be as pure as innocent angels, you're yoked to Molech. You're still serving Molech in your spirit. And that's the spirit of a man and the spirit of a woman that still bears the images of birds, beasts, and reptiles. Because the spirit's defiled. The Holy Spirit's not defiled, but the spirit's defiled. Your spirit's big. The new creature... That person in you has to consume a whole lot of stuff spiritually. The spirit has to get transfigured. It took Enoch a long, long time to transfigure his spirit. What happens at birth? God's word went into your spirit. So the potential possibility of transfiguring your spirit to be the same likeness of the angel of the Lord could happen with your spirit. But it's born a little sprite. That sprite doesn't have sin in it, and if you let that sprite develop, it comes forth as an eight-winged cherubim. comes forth as a Yahweh-class angel like Jesus Christ in the Old Testament that has the maturity of all the nine angelic races in it that's called the Lord of Hosts and the Commander of Angel Armies. That's what actual spiritual righteousness and the spirit of a righteous person looks like. It looks like archangels on superfuel. The seven archangels submit to Metatron because he had the development of all the angelic races in his spirit. Truth anyhow, he went from Enoch to Metatron in his transfigured form. And that's totally biblical. Enoch says that man was never supposed to live like animals in the flesh, for they were created at the first like the angels. That's scripture now. And it says the same thing in Luke 20, verse 36. They are the children of the resurrection, which means when your spirit rises through your hearts, the morning star rises from your heart. What's the morning star? The maturity of the seed of the word of God in your spirit. When it rises through your hearts, you're changed, metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind. And your brain begins to turn white with the glory. And your spirit mind begins to conquer your flesh mind, and you change into a different creature. If you rise from the dead, you're promised a different manifestation every degree. We go from glory to glory, dimension to dimension, elevation to elevation, and not just getting higher and higher, also getting stronger and stronger. Psalm says we go from strength to strength. 
which is the ability of God the Father learned in your spirit. So when you're 12 years old in the spirit, as a 12-year-old new creature in Christ, that new creature is as angelic as angels get, guys. That's Yahweh. You've been born again of Yahweh, born of God. Amen? Everyone believes that in the charismatic church. Well, here's what actually it means. It means that you'll grow up to be exactly like God. That's what sons of God are. God the Father don't have flesh. God the Father doesn't have a brain, people. You know that? God the Father does not have brains. Yet he's more intelligent than all the angels of the universe combined. He's more intelligent than all the archangels combined. He's more intelligent than you could ever imagine. The, the genius of the Father is unfathomable. And you'll be growing in that forever. And how intelligent God is angelically. That's why the angels around, they're always getting upgraded around his throne. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Because when they see God the Father, they get updated, upgraded to more of his power, his ability into their spirit. It's true. Angels learn. Your spirit's learning. That's what Christianity is. And if you keep learning, guess what happens? You'll keep transforming and your life will keep improving. But if you deny your spirit change and you settle in your soul for a certain level, you'll become a fading glory and you'll die and never complete your destiny. You have to keep growing. You have to allow the uncomfortable places of your soul to be exposed by His light. Why do people hate true light? Because it exposes their works are evil. John chapter 1, true light has come into the world. But the world hated that light because that true light exposed their works, talking about religious activity, Christian activity, exposed it as evil. The Jews hated Jesus and murdered Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because he exposed what they were doing was of the Satans. They were doing satanic Jewish religion. They were practicing sorcery. What did Stephen say with the glowing face? Why did he get murdered by the Sanhedrin? You have lifted up your hearts to the star Remphon and have served Molech and not Yahweh. That's his exact words in the Bible. They were serving the fallen angels in religion and their God was Molech, according to Stephen with the glowing face. And when he told them the truth by the inspiration of the prophetic word, they began to weep and gnash their teeth. And they picked up stones and they murdered him and they laid all of their prayer cloths at the feet of a man named Saul. Woo! And he got convicted after that one. I just killed a man with a glowing face like Moses. <laughs> I might be wrong. Maybe. Just maybe. I might be wrong. But you'd be surprised. People are so deceived in religion. It usually comes to that where you do something horrible against God's light, and they always do it towards me, so just watch around here for a couple months and you'll see it. They do something terrible towards great light, and then there's judgments and convictions and all kinds of stuff that comes forth from heaven dealing with their wickedness. Truth anyhow, God allowed the world to kill Jesus so that through Jesus, God could heal the world to himself through light, through judgments. The cross is the judgment. Doesn't mean he's easy on sin. Doesn't mean he's easy on lust or any of the animal activities under the sun. 
He hates shadows. He hates darkness. What he's going to do? He's going to burn it out of everyone that likes him. Because light is better than darkness, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes. We have yet to really experience that much light. We're going to get really bright in here first. And the Holy Ghost is going to help you. And the apostles and prophets are really, really going to teach you and train you in it. And we're going to show you how that your spirit can have all the luminaries pass through it. Instead of just being earthly Christians, it's time to be heavenly Christians. How did demons react a mile away to an apostle approaching, screaming, have you come to judge us before the appointed time? Never in your life have you seen people in the last 2,000 years in Christianity do the works of Jesus like Jesus did. He's still the greatest miracle worker there's ever been amongst all the apostles and prophets and miracle workers of the last 2,000 years of Christianity. No one has done greater works than Jesus. Jesus could fly. He could walk through walls. He could walk through water consistently. He escaped death. He mocked death. Nothing in the realm of the natural had dominion over him. He could calm storms and he did it every day. So we have yet to do the greater works. People claim greater works. You haven't done greater works. You haven't seen greater works. They're reserved for a people who begin to practice righteousness who begin to practice Enoch, whose spirits begin to put on an ephod of an actual high priesthood of an order of righteousness, an order of Melchizedek, and smite wickedness of the manipulation of the luminaries. And when you begin to destroy the manipulation of lights in this universe, and you begin to attack the false priesthood of the satanic order of Melchizedek and the false priesthood of Pan and Molech and all the wickedness of Kabbalah and all the wickedness of sorcery and all the wickedness of witchcraft done knowingly or unknowingly. All of it gets completely slaughtered when you begin to practice righteousness. When you begin to step into the door of Enoch, when you begin to learn about it, it'll actually encourage you to pay a, a price in the earth realm. Well, that's worth giving up my chewing tobacco, my Coors Light beer drinking, my carousing, my loose living, all the little pet sins in my secret place in my heart that I haven't given up yet. When you start to see it whets your appetite for a greater sacrifice of your souls to the righteous Father, that there are so many higher things you have yet to experience through your spirits. And that's ultimately what the apostolic's about, that you may be become a higher manifestation of God you know nothing about. You've never tasted or experienced. Paul says you become like me, except without these chains. That you become perfect sons of God. That you become a chaste virgin bride presented to Jesus Christ in the third heaven. Not just figuratively, not just wearing a, a white dress and being prophetic with your flags in a charismatic service. You see, you know, it gets weirder and weirder the longer the manifestations stay down here. It gets weird, guys. It's not prophetic anymore. It's pathetic. The prophetic is advancing into a place of righteousness where your spirit begins to wear an ephod with 12 stones of the 12 names of the 12 tribes times the 12 names of the 12 apostles, totally purified of angel of spirit, and having all the luminaries respond to your spirit in a mature state of sonship, which is Yahweh-ship. Have I not said you are gods? Your scriptures say it. That's what Jesus Christ said. Your scriptures say you are gods. And people just start manifesting when you tell them that. Or they start getting into pride and end up in the tree of the knowledge of Pan and in pride. And they just there's no narrow way because there's no sacrifice. 
you have to have the 12 pearls of purifying your spirit all the way up through your whole heart inside this temple all the way up through your mind that's what uprightness is that your spirit stands up on the inside so you're not operating out of the flesh or out of the fallen black sun out of heart and mind and just earthly human uh, animal opinions controlled by bird beasts and reptiles in a black sun black moon black earth and in the darkness of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that has zero influence in, over you because your whole spirit is completely controlled and filled by god the father's light father of lights is his name in the scriptures every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights in whom there is no shadows what that means is getting your spirit fathered with all the father's lights in your spirit not just one light millions of lights until they're orbiting around you like they orbit around god the whole point of your maturity is fixing the heavens that's what peter says to bring forth a new heavens where righteousness dwells we're so immature under the sun we can't even fathom that we're not even ready for enoch you're ready for enoch there's a remnant down here that's ready to walk through the door of enoch and the path of enoch through the sun and through every single one of enoch's stars every single one of jesus's stars and learning directly from the cloud of witnesses and directly from the father of righteousness your father in heaven direct discipleship the archangels will help you once you're sanctified to certain levels you're handed over to the father and where did jesus say all the angels came from i will ask my father and he will send all the legions of angels good holy powerful angels but unless you're in a place of maturity of your spirit in the sun above the sun the sun becoming a clothing around you i saw a woman standing on the moon clothed with what the s u n which means a level of your inner man beginning to practice righteousness beginning to practice the names of the sun that are named by god the names of the moon that are named by god passing through your righteous spirit your purified spirit and if your spirit is not pure if your spirit is corrupted by lust you'll automatically go into sorcery the key characteristic to staying in righteousness and not getting into counterfeit wickedness is what look at them all they're all perverts they're all in sex cults every secret society there's sexual immorality is orgies it's all immorality which is idolatry that's what the bible says so when you're in the narrow way you go from pure to purity purity to purity if there's any impurity that means you're outside the pearls the demons have deceived you that doesn't mean you don't have sex with your husband and wife that means you bring revival into the sex life of your husband and wife relationship at a righteous cosmic level like adam and eve fill the world it is written populate consummate god the father commanded them to have sex and populate and fill the earth and it was a righteous decree from god the father himself in genesis and paul says the same thing in his epistles marriage covenant is consecrated and it goes up into the heavenlies and marriage and relationship goes from glory to glory but there's no one else other than the one the bible says you can't even be a bishop unless you're the husband or the wife of one spouse you can't have two none of this dumb solomon crap none of it polygamy is so demonic it's filthy these people are all luciferians 
They just make up religions to justify themselves. There's no righteousness. There's no sanctification. There's no purity. Now, God to do a lot of different stuff. There's judgment upon bad spouses. There's judgment when a spouse begins to be yoked to demons. Okay, We've seen that all the time. Half the people in the charismatic church, about 50%, actually 51% are divorced. So there's judgment. doesn't mean that everything just goes right. It means we need to learn how everything go right so we don't get torn to pieces. Amen. We don't make the same mistakes we made before, even in the previous marriage. Amen. And you just keep learning. You keep growing. You grow in wisdom. You grow in purity. You grow in righteousness. And you get stronger and stronger in light. You get stronger and stronger in glory. You get stronger and stronger angelically. And you keep going. You just you brush it off. These things are incredibly important. God's a perfectionist and he's into detail. And if you let him refine your spirit, your soul, your mind, and your bodies to be controlled for his purposes in pure devotion and pure innocence, in absolute white dove purity, you will always rise. The key and why many of you, especially the former Mennonites that have come in here, many of you, not all of you, I know some of you have struggled with pornography big time, but some of you have come in here and you actually have tremendous breakthrough in purity. That's something that you see a lot of, of people where there was like this, this separation from the world. You see it. Not all the time. I know there's exceptions and you might be the worst of all the Mennonites. That's probably you. <laughs> you might be the worst of your generation. That's probably who I'm talking to. I'm not talking to anyone good out there right now. I'm talking to people, but people come in and have certain strengths. People come in and they have certain weaknesses. Now follow me. The strength of sexual purity and purity from lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh is such a great strength. That's how these people can grow more in five years with me than people have been with me for 15 years. They can grow more in five days with me than people have been with me for 15 years. You can grow as fast as you are pure from sexual immorality and all spirits of lust in your spirit, soul, mind, and body. And you can be totally set apart from that stuff. But if you are yoked to spirits of lust, your, your growth will be freaking slow, like slugs. And that's why some of you have grown so slowly. It's because you've allowed so many lust spirits into your flesh, into your mind, and de- deceptions. It's Molech. You've allowed Molech to stunt your growth. And so what we really need from all believers in the world, I'm not singling anybody out, but I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you right there. Yep, yeah, you. You, the human being right now listening to me. You need to repent from Molech. You need to repent from all the lust of the world. And repentance is the best thing ever because it just means greater glory, greater heights, greater cleanness, greater clarity. You know what confusion is? I'll tell you what confusion is. Confusion is the fruit of spirits of lust. If you are confused about anything, it's evidence that spirits of the Satans and words of the Satans, 200 million of them, so I'm sure one of them got you somewhere just by living in this world, If you're confused about anything in your life, it's the evidence that the fallen angels have spiritual lust growing in your souls, growing in your flesh, growing in your mind, that you're not perfect in purity, that there's areas that need to be refined, that need to just be burned off of you. Amen. And so the luminaries and the names of the sun, the names of the moon written in Enoch, in the book of Enoch, 
they help with burning that stuff off of you that you could never burn off yourself. There's stuff under the sun that you can get sanctified from just by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit began to use the stars and the sun and the moon to burn off impurities from you in your flesh and blood, in your DNA. Why? Because it's original design to sustain your bodies in everlasting life through the stars and the sun and the moon. I've given you dominion. And their splendor will not turn against you and their splendor will do you no harm. The stars were created for the beauty of men and women's flesh and the beauty of men and women's hearts and the beauty of men and women's pure minds. And so when the luminaries started to be controlled and harnessed by the fallen angels at the fall of Adam and Eve, it began to pervert the original intention of the sun and the moon and the stars. One third fell and they became wandering stars. What they do is they siphon the luminaries and set up a counterfeit called Kabbalah or called witchcraft or sorcery or Freemasonry or daughters of the Eastern Star, Job's daughters, there's 66 or so different sections of Freemasonry, of Luciferian tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Kabbalah that they call tree of life, but it's actually the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all kinds of branches in every single aspect of society. They're teachers in your schools, they're, they're everywhere everywhere and millions and millions and millions of them and they've made secret vows to not expose themselves many of the people that publicly message all you people and do us such great harm have vows to Molech and Pan have vows to the Satans have vows to the satanic Melchizedek order of the tree of knowledge in the cosmos and so they're fulfilling their vows to their fallen angel Satans they have to do their father's work Jesus said, you're opposing me because you're doing the will of your father, the devil. That's in the red letters now. So a lot of the times when you go into the higher dimensions, you'll deal with trained warlocks and witches that aren't wearing pointy hats on Halloween. They're wearing suits and ties or casual dress. They'll be rock stars too. You see it in every aspect of society. I've seen them in every single caste system and every single branch of the marketplace from just the bums to the top of the top they're everywhere guys and some people practice unknowingly but many 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 especially the ones that you feel a different level of evil are practicing Kabbalah knowingly they're practicing the tree of the knowledge of good and evil at a cosmic level of stolen power from the stars and the sun and the moon through their spirits given to a demonic form in their flesh to control people around them. So it's high-level satanic spirituality. It's high-level pale horse. This is the generation of the pale horse, which is the highest level of the pale owl Molech. It's it. Climax of the ages. You're in it right now. But it's also the climax of the ages of righteousness. It's the climax of the ages of practicing true light. And righteousness, the Bible says, ten righteous men could cancel out all the sodomy sins of the entire city of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's what the Bible says. Which means righteousness is so far superior to the highest level 33 degree Scottish Rite warlock of Freemasonry, which is usually your presidents and your CEOs and stuff like that, over Fortune 500 companies and over militaries and over politics 
and over economies. Those are your high-level Switzerland, Zurich economists. Truth, anyhow. And so you have, like, the George Soros. These are the Luciferians that manipulate all the, the polls and all of the... Why you get so much spam to go a certain way towards the Democrats. And there's also Freemasons and uh, Republicans. Ted Cruz is a Mason. So there's Luciferians on both sides of the aisle. So some of you are partially right about that. But when David Hogan who was one of my apostolic fathers, went to Congress and was invited to preach at Congress, he came back and told us that there are many baptized in the Holy Ghost, tongues-speaking Christians in the Republican Party. So you can't just throw it all out. Some of these people are set apart to conquer those realms, to go up the seven mountains. There is a seven-mountain mandate. You take Zion on the mountain and consume it. you got to take Zion, the mountain of the Lord, in you, onto those mountains to devour it. If you're just in this fake set-apart immaturity like half of you out there that are tech non-Christians listening to my Weos teachings, you won't do anything. You're just lazy. And you can't blame a lazy person because he didn't do anything. <laughs> so you, you do have to climb those seven mountains. But you're not climbing them with your own strength. You're climbing Zion, lifting you up on them to conquer those mountains. You're conquering the seven mountains of the seven stars that fell from heaven. You're an all-consuming mountain Zion. It's not that you're just so separate out of here that you don't touch the world. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth to what? Destroy the works of the devil in all the world. So we got all this kind of sanctification, preparation, all this teaching with no activation or participation, just a bunch of spectators. On the sidelines, we need everyone participating. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are the Israel of God. You, every, every single one of you have gifts. And if you develop your spirit in those gifts for the pure worship of the Father, you'll rise in consuming those mountains. Satan and his angels have your stuff. I went to the enemy's camp and took back what he stole from me. The restoration of all things and the redeeming of all times. It is written. Well, you got, that means you have to go to the, the being that has your times. You have to go to the entity that stole your things and take back what he stole from you. The Goliath sword in King David's hand, well, he didn't use it for about a decade. But then he went and found it and started using it because he had gotten strong enough in the anointing to wield the strongest sword in the universe. And now he began to use it in just decapitating his enemies. Just berserking them through, just mowing them down. But he had to face his enemies. You can't just be separate in this false holiness and just live in your own little cave. Elijah was rebuked by God for that. You got to come out of the cave and charge this witch Jezebel and kill her, Elijah. You killed her prophets, but now kill her. Elijah couldn't do it. Took his spiritual son Elisha and Jehu. It took a king to do it. And the king, it was so different than the prophets. The king goes and just tramples her with horses. Dogs come out of the woods and just eat her body. The king just goes inside the, the palace and begins to feast. Isn't that wild? You need to be kings and priests, Elijah's and Enoch's. You need to be Elijah's and Jehu's, both. You're kings and priests. You can't just do it as Elijah. You got to do it as Elijah and Jehu. And you got both natures in you. It's one nature. It's Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, priest of priests, King of kings and priests of priests in you. You have Jehu in you. You have Elijah in you. You have the cloud of witnesses and all the generations 
of the 14 evergreens of Enoch and the 14 fathers of Jesus in you. 14 plus 14 plus 14, all the generations of Jesus are in you. That's the cultivated olive tree of Israel. To be the Israel God, you're going to need all that 14 plus 14 plus 14 and get engrafted into it in the genealogy and generations of the bloodline of the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. You can't be your own little nation. That's why the, the warlock and the manipulator and the liar of America, these are warlocks now. These are people that intentionally lie to you for you to have pride in your culture, to have pride in your nationality. They do that. That race baiting is done by professional sorcerers of Kabbalah so that you're, you'll never become the chosen race. You always identify with a fallen race of Nimrod the 70 root nations of the Tower of Babel, so that you are always under the fallen angels and you never escape because you stay carnal for your whole lives and just die and get buried in their cemeteries. You have to identify as Israel, as the, the sons and daughters of God and the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. That biblical information is not optional and you know that's written in the Word. Google it. You can Google that. Because that's written right in Scripture where if you Google, am I a brother or sister of Jesus Christ? Yes, the Scriptures tell you through Google, you are. You can't Google the high-level deception Kabbalah stuff because Google is ran by a Kabbalist. You can't. That's why it's against their oaths to the Satans to reveal the secrets of unrighteousness. We release the secrets of righteousness, the mysteries of righteousness, on the public stage because this is righteousness. Wickedness can only be taught secretly. You can't break those oaths. If you break your Masonic oaths, the birds and the beasts kill you. That's why so many of them just die because they're on the verge of breaking their oaths. Why do the Epsteins just commit suicide? Why do all these people just disappear? Why do all these politicians just suddenly die? They were on the verge of breaking oaths to their satans that put them into positions of power and influence and the fallen angels don't want to be exposed by light so if their sons and daughters are close that's why you have all those singers and musicians die at 27 the very last concert of uh what's his name jimmy hendrix from seattle washington my home city jimmy hendrix was 27 what's the other one from seattle kurt cobain nirvana 27 why they were both on the verge of accepting Jesus Christ it's true Jimi Hendrix in his last concert said is there any Christians here meet me backstage he got born again and died the next day because he broke those vows I'm telling you now you mess around with fallen angels same thing that happened to Brandon Lee and same thing that happened to Bruce Lee you mess around with all the heavenly glory and call yourself the red dragon even in ignorance the red dragon then just kills you. Demons can kill you. They have the power of death. These are angels of death. If you mess around with high-level stuff, except through the narrow way, except through the sheep gate, except through the cross, you're thieves and robbers. But if you start to find the narrow way, they'll often try to attack you and kill you. That's why there's oftentimes death threats and all kinds of attempted murder when big conversions are about to happen. Look at Saul of Tarsus. They tried to kill him right away after he converted. Why? Because you just converted one of my highest level sorcerers in the universe. And now all of that is going to be turned and forgiven. It's not going to be 
just turned inside of me is going to be extracted from him and God's seed in a totally different kingdom is going to rise up in him, but he will have a remembrance of being a Pharisee. Even though he's a new creature in Christ, he will have understanding into all the ways of the enemy to use it against the enemy now that he's a child of light. That's why they tried to kill him right away when he was converted. If your calling is that big and you're that serious, it shakes the heavenlies. It shakes the cosmos. It shakes the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Truth in you. And so the devils can see if you're going to do damage to them. That's why I've had like 20 attempted murders on my life. That's why I was carjapped, stabbed at, tried to kill me, poison me, shoot at me. They've shot at me while I've been broadcasting. They've shot holes directly into these windows while I was sitting right here, emptied a whole clip. That was the day Donald Trump was elected. Isn't that well? True story. And I'm hoping he gets reelected. Because I'm pouring my anointing on a man. The spirits of the righteous pour out their spirit on the spirits of men and women. That's what King of Kings and Lord of Lords is. Ask and I'll give the nations to you as an inheritance. What does that actually look like in righteousness? Well, let me tell you. It looks like your ability as a little Yahweh in righteousness with all the luminaries passing through your spirit and your angelic ephod pouring out your righteousness on men and women's spirit under the sun and governing as God. Sons of God are the government of God. So it's not just directly to God. That's just total bewitchment. You people are insane. You're mentally ill. There is the middle heavens and the high heavens. God has given the middle heavens to his sons, to his government. That's where the sons of God rule from. And that's what the Bible says. Revelation 5.10, they shall rule with him a thousand years from the heavenly angelic sphere. It's not talking about just the third heaven. It's talking about conquering the second heaven and new heavens where righteousness dwells, where sons and daughters of righteousness with righteous spirits. Which What's a righteous spirit? It's the maturity of God's seed in your spiritual form. It's understanding Enoch transfiguring into the angelic form of Enoch that still has flesh inside his spirit that's called Metatron. It's understanding how Jesus Christ taking his Jewish bloodline up to the mercy seat of God the Father in the third heaven and being transfigured and now he has white hair, eyes that flash with fire, boots of burnished bronze, and that white robe. He still has that seamless garment, but it's totally glorified. Amen. That's called a normal son of God. Jesus is a normal Christian in his transfigured state. He's waiting for you to get normal. He's waiting for you to learn righteousness and practice righteousness and get over all the earthly stuff that's held you down and distracted you. All the religious stuff that you've just gone insane on, just burn it out of you and start learning in the spirit, as a spirit, grow in your spirit in spiritual stature from glory to glory in your spirit. And all that all of my righteousness is imparted into you apostolically to grow you. What does the Bible say? That we are the servants of the body until they come into the maturity of the faith and the unity of the faith. Unity of the faith is above the sun. You never have unity under the sun because under the sun is the whole curse of the fall. <laughs> all the love of money, the roots of all evil, and all the religious opinions about everything, all the dumb opinions about politics, everyone, all your human nature is under the sun. That only gets burnt off of you as you ascend into the sun through the door of Enoch, which is in the sun. And in the names of the Son, passing through your spirit. 
that your face will shine like the sun in the kingdom of your father, Jesus Christ said in the red letters. Come on now. And the moon will pass through your spirit. And the light of the moon is for healing, but it is darkness to sinners, Enoch says in scripture. Come on. Hallelujah. All creation longs for the revealing of these manifest Huyos mature ones so they can be liberated from the manipulators of the cosmos, from the manipulators of the luminaries. Uh, Jubilee says that when the luminaries are healed, it'll be for a blessing. Why do the luminaries need to be healed? Because they're being used by fallen angels and sorcerers. And we're getting persecuted here by sorcerers and their dogs. And until people learn righteousness, you're not going to understand what's going on in a righteous ministry. Come on now. But we're going to grow up and learn righteousness and expose all the Satans. Expose all the Kabbalah, all the truth and knowledge of good and evil, all the sons and daughters of the devil, and heal all the earth as real sons of God. Amen? What's a real son of God? Someone whose spirit has all the luminaries passing through their angelic ephod. That your spirit is on the sun, the angel standing on the sun. Who's that? You in a more mature state as you get the sins out of your heart. As you repent and go higher and let stuff of the animal and of the earthly fall off you. Come on now. Eighth day bride, no longer in the seventh day of the seventh church of Laodicea, lukewarm, earthly, just totally sleeping in death. Awake, sleeping bride, we're becoming eighth day, which is an eternal day, an eternal rest. Amen. We're coming out of that seventh church into the eighth church of Revelation. You can have all the terminology you want, but we're experiencing it, and I'm teaching from experience now. It's real, and it's being imparted into the ones that want to bear forth the fruit of the kingdom of righteousness. The other ones, they're just anti-Christ, trying to corrupt you from learning this stuff and trying to distract you. Don't be distracted. There's hungry people here. And you can eat as much as you want out of your Father's hand through a righteous man's spirit, through a righteous woman's spirit. And so Rebecca and I are pioneering actual righteousness. The truth is, of the 144,000, and that might sound far-fetched to people in gross darkness, but it's true. People that have been walking with us 10 years, 15 years, you've watched the progression of glory to glory to glory through thousands of battles against demons and against sinners and against dogs and against sorcerers and against lovers of lie and lovers of money and lovers of self and lovers of lust. You've watched these battles and you've seen how we've conquered and you've seen how we've faced these battles and wrestled these enemies and have constantly overcome them not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, by learning how to use what Jesus Christ gave us in the seven spirits of God in us and through us in higher and higher realms. Every season we go from glory to glory. That is the seal of my apostleship. It's true. It's the creed of Red Letter Ministries and the seal of my apostleship that if you walk with me in your heart of hearts, which is with your spirit, you will always go from glory to glory. But if you don't walk with me in your heart of hearts, you're not in covenant with the apostles. You're not in covenant with glory to glory. You're not going to grow to the measure or the possibility that's available in this world. 
You'll make excuses, you have lesser growth, you get distracted by a girl, get distracted by a boy, get into marriage and your own little business, build your own little house, and God's house will be neglected. God's not house is not the kingdom to you. Your house is your own kingdom. You're your own God. You've made your soul a graven image and you serve it by your own hands. So you're idolaters, and that's why they no longer walk with us. If you serve in this house, the house of God and the kingdom of heaven, and you're with it with it with all your heart of hearts, and you're with it with all your soul, and your body will automatically follow the deepest desires of your heart, your heart of hearts. And if the heart of hearts increases in the fiery coals of God the Father's heart, you will always intensify in brightness until the brightness of your spirit consumes all the darkness of your flesh and your DNA gets consumed and you're changed in a twinkling of an eye in the mid-heavens. You're going to meet him in the air, you're going to meet him in the mid-heavens. Is that the return of Jesus? No, that's the return of you to what Jesus has been practicing in righteousness for 2,000 years, waiting for you to grow up. You got to go halfway. He'll meet you halfway. Whether you come back with him, that's that's different. See, we have all these opinions under the sun of the second coming. The Bible says they'll rule with him from the mid-heavens a thousand years over the earth. Which means as soon as you grow up, you're going to start dealing with Jesus, meeting Jesus, seeing Jesus, and reigning with Jesus in the luminaries of the second heavens over the earth for years. And people around you will notice that you're changing. Your favor will grow. Your problems grow. Get, get blown away. Your problems don't grow. Your problems get incinerated. Your problems just burn up. And it becomes crystal clear and sparkling. In your breastplate of righteousness, and your helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. You begin to use it as the Word of God comes forth through your mouth like silver waters. Like the voice of many waters. Because Jesus has been formed in you. I labor amongst you tirelessly until Jesus Christ in his exact likeness is fully formed in you. So he's not ashamed to call you brothers and sisters of his same kind. Sonship, maturity, Israel of God, Israelites, 144,000. Whether they're Jew or Gentile, male or female, is irrelevant, scripture says. And then all Israel will be re-engrafted in when you practice righteousness and destroy and expose their wickedness. A lot of the Jews are just imprisoned to the other Jews that are practicing Kabbalah. There's no sorcery on this planet without Judaism. You know that? There's no sorcery on planet Earth. There's no sorcery with the fallen angels in any dimension, in any heaven, except through Jewishness, the synagogue of Satan. Truth anyhow. So what all that is, is the rejection of Messiah. And they know that on purpose. And they boast about it, they mock it, they do rites and rituals about it. Antichrist, many of them purposely. But there's something even worse than all that. There's people that are under that tree of the knowledge of good and evil that are anointed by those Satans in their deception to fight the sons of God. That's what we've been dealing with. Anointed warlocks. People that worship Jesus but they're so ignorant of the heavenlies, they're so ignorant of the Satans and the perversion of the cosmos and the black sun and the black moon and the black earth and Kabbalah. They're just ignorant of all that stuff. They just begin to operate like Balaam's and they're just hired out to attack the sons of God and do great harm to Israel. It's true. That's what you've seen. You've seen people hired by fallen angels 
literally chosen and anointed by fallen angels in a born-again bewitched state and in their bewitchment begin to attack the spirits of the righteous, begin to attack people who practice and live in wisdom. Enoch deals with this in the book of Enoch. He says, Cursed are you who attack and do harm to wisdom and to people who practice wisdom because these people are cursed because they're being controlled by demons and each demon is a different curse. So they're cursed. They're accursed. If you stop letting the demon control your mind and attack your brothers and sisters in Christ like the 11 tribes destroying Joseph, throwing him in a pit, throwing him in a prison and just attacking your brothers and sisters. Listen, the devil's main strategy is to pour out demonic anointings to judge your own brothers and sisters. And people, ignorant people, say, I do that, I don't do that, I cleanse with a righteous judgment. Complete opposite of that, that you don't understand. I'm actually using my authority as an apostle in a breastplate of judgment to destroy the curses at Joel's bar intentionally for the benefit of building up the, of the entire body of Christ with every word. As a choice word, I'm choosing my words knowing what will go down and what will come up for the benefit of the human spirit and for the demolishment of all demonic influence. And there's much demonic influence in the charismatic church. There's much demonic influence in the glory stream. It's true. People, awesome falls from grace in the glory stream. Some of the worst because they're so high in the glory. The higher on the mountain, the higher the fall. Beware that you stand lest you fall. You can fall from any level. You can fall from glory. You can fall from miracle signs and wonders ministry. So you have to be aware that you stand lest you fall. Would practice uprightness. And so we want to go into a higher realm and learn righteousness. We need a different diet than what we've been having in the last 25 years in the charismatic church. And just regurgitated Bob Jones prophecies. And just listening to the same exact stuff from Bobby Connor every single week. And we love Bobby Connor. We need fresh, higher meat from dimensions that we haven't gone into because we haven't accepted Enoch as scripture. The truth is, to go higher in the charismatic church in the glory stream, to take the glory stream to the next level, to take Bethel and Morningstar to the next level, to take God TV and that level of Christianity, which is really high, it's wonderful, it's some good stuff, to go into a level of ruling and reigning and sonship requires Enoch as scripture and requires the word of Enoch be made your flesh and you begin to walk in it in the spirit. You have people set apart from flesh and are faithful in the charismatic church, a lot of them. When they get a hold of Enoch, they'll go right up. It's been held back from them. It's been not accepted in their churches. It's been not accepted in their groups. I'm telling you now, you want to see the manifesting sons of God? It's as simple as allowing the book of Enoch to be eaten like Colossians in the charismatic churches that are already having signs, wonders, and miracles. Let Joshua Mills read the book of Enoch. You have onyx stones coming the size of bulldozers. It will just magnify the gifts. It will magnify the impartation. The gifts used by the Spirit of righteousness that glorifies the Father. Signs and wonders glorify the Father. We are for signs and wonders constantly. But we just don't want any of that controlled by the brain. Because my focus and my calling, my destiny, is to take people in an exodus all the way through the mid-heavens physically 
to God the Father physically and conquer death in this generation. Which means I can't have people capped out in just gifts. Capped out and being fascinated that I speak in tongues now. That there's words of knowledge. And it's cool to be fascinated by all this stuff. And you can go ahead, put it in your backpack, put it in your spirit. Add it to the treasury. Amen. Add all the giftings to the treasury. Seven spirits of God is the constant manifestation of all the giftedness of God the Father without effort, without trying. Continuously out of your heart flows rivers of all the manifestations of God the Father. So all the gifts are in operation. Out of your angel, they flow. And so people who's not living in your spirit, they get paranoid of, it's like teaching technons righteousness around other ministries, but there's nothing else to work with. And there are some people going into more maturity out there that do understand these things, and that's who I'm talking to. It's not my fault for teaching mature things that you can't digest into your small spiritual stomachs. Get your spiritual stomach bigger to eat better food, and you will see it working through your angel. Automatically guaranteed, and it will work for all of you. But if your spiritual stomach's the size of a pea, your brain and your natural stomach are the size of an animal, of course it's not going to work for you because you're carnal and you're not even circumcised of heart yet. We're teaching advanced righteousness here, which means it requires a f the whole foundation of the last 2,000 years of Christianity as a foundation into what God's advancing and pushing forward through Red Letter Ministries. And if you don't have that, you're going to be lost in half this stuff. So spend your time like good Bereans, studying to show yourself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, who rightly divides the word of truth. Amen! In all your spirit, in all your soul, in all your mind, with all your strength, loving the Lord your God as one with no duality. Amen! Singular, full of light, walking the righteous narrow path, where, right where you're at, not even looking up to where I'm at, Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. And that's a good righteous judgment. Where am I in my spirit? And how can I impart this into my spirit to go higher in union with the seven spirits of God in me? Don't try to do it apart from the Holy Ghost. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So first and foremost, take all of this strong meat for the mature, put it in your spirit, and become better friends of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost, you're so awesome. Look at all these good things you prepared for us who grow up in Christ, who mature in Christ, who are no longer babies in Christ, who become young men and young women in Christ. What does the Bible say about young men and women in Christ? You have overcome the evil one. You have overcome the evil one. So that's how you know your age of your spirit, your angel. When you're a baby in Christ, you haven't overcome anything. When you're a young woman and young man in Christ, you overcome the evil one. And then what? A father and mother, which is what Rebecca and I are, actually and literally and completely, Amen. you have known him who is from the beginning, which is this righteousness of this cosmic realm of eternity of the Son who's the eternal witness in the sky for the healing and the blessedness and the prosperity of all the nations. It's written in Enoch. You have understood a cosmic Christ of Colossians in reality through experience. You understand the working of the Ophanim, the Seraphim, the Cherubim. You understand how the Tree of Life works in the heavenlies. And you're operating out of those realms in your angel's ephod, operating as angel-like sons of God, children of the resurrection. That's where we're at. That's where Rebecca and I are at in reality so that everyone 
that's learning righteousness, that's learning wisdom, that's learning and purifying their hearts, can rise up into these realms. That's what apostles are for, for to show you the way so that you can walk in it in your own spirit, by your own relationship and obedience to the Holy Spirit and the apostolic commandment. Amen. And the spirit of truth will completely and totally back up every single word I'm telling you at Joel's Bar. Because it's for the pure pleasure of God the Father. The real Holy Spirit will completely back up Joel's bar. Now, false Holy Spirit from the bewitched, they'll weep and gnash their teeth. You'll know they're bad fruit. They'll be poisonous, critical, judgmental. Oh, we can love every brother except Brandon. You know, anyone that's practicing righteousness, we condemn them off the face of the earth. We can love any technon down here in the dirt. We can manipulate and control with Jezebel in our brain. Jezebel's not just lust. Jezebel's sorcery. Jezebel is sorcery of charismatic giftings. That woman who calls herself a prophetess, but isn't called one by God. It's the soul calling itself spiritual. That's what Jezebel is that most of you haven't overcome yet because of self-righteousness. All self-righteousness and pride of spirituality is Jezebel. That's the final principality you overcome under the sun to begin learning righteousness in the sun of righteousness with healing and beams in his rays. It is written in Jesus' mighty name. I was going to read all the scriptures of portals to you, but we'll save that for another time. You can do a, a scripture search of portals in the book of Enoch and read them out loud. Read them out loud over yourself. Read them out loud over your kids. It's not so much about you understanding it in your flesh mind but by speaking it into your spirit mind for your spirit to get stronger, to consume your carnal minds. Amen. Be transfigured by the renewing of your carnal mind. I observed everything that took place in the heavens, how the luminaries which are in the heavens do not depart from their paths, that each one rises and sets in order, each in its time, and they do not depart from their laws. Enoch 2.1 This is... A word study in time because what's really important to God the Father right now with all of his angel power is redeeming the times there's been so much stolen in time Kabbalah is a thief of time tries to pervert the times it's a counterfeit times and seasons of a demonic mantling of Issachar it's a perversion of Issachar it's a perversion of those constellations of Issachar it's to steal and lose time wandering around the mountain instead of going up And so much has been stolen. So much time has been lost. People have been wasting decades of their life under the sun when they were meant to be practicing righteousness like the last 40 years of their life. And that's some people watching right now. God's going to redeem the time. Read all the time verses of Enoch and just go up right into the sun. And the sun is what renews your youth. And the names of the sun passing through your spirit is what restores your youth like the eagle. An eagle does what? If you understand science, an eagle gets rid of the ravens and the crows by flying directly into the sun. The eagle is the only bird that can fly into the sun. That's why God's an eagle, because it's the way of the Lord, into the sun of righteousness. Amen? Spiritually, and then everything else will pass through your heart and your mind, and all kinds of healing will happen to your bodies. And the healing for your bodies, the eternal, everlasting life for your flesh and blood comes from the sun. That's what Enoch says. 
everlasting life, immortality, is by the Son passing through your spirit into your flesh and blood. They will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Who? Jesus Christ said, the ones who overcome death. So that's how you do it. And we're going to have fun teaching you about it the next 25,000 years. You guys have a good night. And we will see you tomorrow at another Joel's Bar in a greater time, in a greater glory. Because the seal of Red Letter Ministries is if you walk with me in your heart of hearts, which is the spirit, the heart of your angel. If you walk with me in your heart of hearts, in the heart of your angel as a spirit being, not a carnal being, not a soulish being, not a wicked animal. But if you walk with me in your heart of hearts, I guarantee you will always go from glory to glory, from one dimension and one elevation to another dimension and another elevation of more heaven, more blessedness, more prosperity, more healing, more freedom, more abundant life, more businesses, more houses, more lands, and a superabundance will shine forth through your spirit and through your heart and through your mind and through your bodies and through your houses and through your hands and heads and it will consume more and more of the world for the kingdom of heaven expanding through your spirit. In Jesus' name, be blessed and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. We only need $1,300 more to get those glass walls done in Kenya. Thank you to everyone who's given. Bless them, Lord Jesus. Speak to each heart what they can give. Pay your tithes. Be generous. Go from glory to glory in your giving. The marketplace and the glory of Zion's marketplace and the excellence of the marketplace is in the joy of giving into the kingdom's advancement and consuming all the earth and consuming all the heavens and all the earth and all society and all civilization and changing the world by a greater glory every season. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Joy.
Wow, good morning, good afternoon, RLM Global family, under the great leadership of Apostle Brandon and Apostle Rebecca Lynn. I uh, just want to drop a really quick video for the progress uh, about the roof glory, the Nehemiah's building anointing. So this is one side of the RLM Manfest Arena already covered in red sheets, the red iron uh, sheets. So we are really, really grateful. We are really grateful. Uh, we have tried to really rush the project so that we can uh, save a dime uh, on labor. On labor, I mentioned to you earlier that uh, I had to change some of the standing uh, corner post, corner corner metals. Uh, the initial uh, posts were a little bit lighter, so I thought maybe it will affect the the roof. So I had to change, and also we have uh, I, I enlarged the the structure to make it a, a little bit bigger. It is actually 75 by 47. 75 by 47 is a big, big, big uh, structure. It's a big, big, big uh, place of worship. So uh, we are less 1,300 USD uh, to uh, to complete this structure, to complete this construction. So I send a word out there. If God will lay it on your heart to uh, stand with us to see the perfect completion of this structure, uh, you can kindly reach out to Apostle Rebecca or you can use the links to uh, really come in for your donation, for your support. Uh, it's not a must you do the whole amount. Uh, you can do part of it. You can do 300, you can do 500, you can do 600, you can we do 1,000. The Bible uh, paid for talks and about fixed. the love of God. We're just raising the support unity, now for those ugly walls. Look at how ugly those walls gala, are. Now beautiful that roof is. I can't stand that. I can't look Jesus at that. Christ. He is always in the midst. So we're fixing so those walls. Again, uh, I want to They've say already thank started you so repairing much, the walls. Apostle Brandon and, and we only need 1,300 uh, more to this put in great, beautiful great, glass uh, panels. Powerful leadership. Turn that place into a freaking crystal mansion. could send their donations. This is where what your donation uh, is doing. So, once the project is done, you will have the full documentary of it. Everything is being documented, the spending, everything. And uh, this thing has really touched the heart of God. May your life never be the same again. Kindly help us to raise the remainder 1,300 USD so that we can complete this project for the glory of God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The Sands of Time The Lord took me to a place and I saw the great prophets of the Bible. I saw Elijah, Elisha. I saw all the prophets of the Old Testament. I saw the Apostle John, the martyrs. And they had all been told of the Lord to stick their hands into the sands of time.
As I watched them, they would pick up a shoebox. One of them was the Apostle Paul. And he brought this shoebox up and he said, It's my time 